I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. season's over the good stuff's just getting started ladies and gents welcome to the football ramble it's tuesday 24th of may i'm kate mason i'm luke moore and i'm pete Donaldson on bob dylan's birthday that's filling mason i filled the space if you create a vacuum pete Donaldson will fill it <laughs> i will fill it i'm like a fucking gas do you celebrate every year? I do, yeah. yeah. I do, yeah. I only know that because NUFC.com always uh, do a birthday post about him uh, and pretend he's a footballer. They basically say, he came, he entertained the crowds, uh, yeah. but then left under freedom of contract. <laughs> I've seen Bob Dinell, I think, four or five times. Was not he, entertained. He rarely entertains the crowds. <laughs> they were absolutely clear, but happy birthday to the great happy man. Happy birthday to the yeah. great man. Yeah. Happy birthday to the great mm. man. Agreed. It's yeah. time for you to now drop in your little references to all the songs in nah, covert nah, ways so that I feel like What do you think this is? BBC's Football Focus. <laughs> They wouldn't touch us and we wouldn't touch them. Next, you would touch them. You'd love that job. Fair enough. Me and Pete wouldn't. We're done. Thanks for again, again, slating and destroying all of my career ambitions (laughs) on an international podcast. Lovely. Thank you, everybody. Good to see you. Nice, nice to see your little faces. Uh, Now, look, there is a lot going on. We've got some... uh, Playoff eliminator action. It's like a little tasting menu, I think, yeah. this yeah. show. Because yeah. there's so much stuff. Yeah. Nothing too nutritious. No. Just little bits and bobs. Yeah. It's like some alpha bites over here, yeah. some chicken tenders over here. Very much the kind of meal that you feel like you really need to get at McDonald's on the way home after it. <laughs> I always feel but there's like a con- that. there's a conspiracy afoot, by the way. Uh-huh. Right. Lots of people complain. Don't bring feet into this. No, I won't bring it. I've already ruined feet. my day once. I won't bring feet into it. Carry on. Um, a lot of people have complained. Right. Not a lot, a few people have complained. Right. That we didn't mention, didn't get to Sunderland yesterday. Now, I was 
was on okay. yesterday's show. There's a lot to get through in the Premier League um, uh, roundup because mm-hmm. obviously it was a final, final day of the season and everything. Mm-hmm. Barely and, got uh, to Tottenham, but anyway. Yeah, exactly. Well, there's mm-hmm. another another casualty. Um, but we were, we were always going to get to Sunderland today, and of course we will. But some people thought that it was a conspiracy because, and it was Pete Donaldson related. Because I planned, because I plan all, because I think a modern podcast that, you know, loads of people listen to, millions of people listen to mm-hmm. over a year, uh, needs my admin as yeah. the person who plans all the shows. On the other hand, that's what, that's in the one column. In mm. the other column, your your fierce hatred over the years for Sunderland <laughs> made, made some people put two and two together. Perhaps they came up with five. Who knows? Yeah. It's but softened, it, it though. I, I've made it very clear. It's softened, uh, mainly because they've not been a threat for a very long time. <laughs> Say so what you feel about Donald Trump. EDM intensifies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the main thing that people should realise is that, you know, we, when we're railing against the forces of football and people like UEFA and FIFA mm. and all that lot, it's all just part of the great conspiracy yeah. that is us running mm. Hiding in plain sight. Mm. I just, I mean, mm. I'm, I'm amazed that we managed to get away with it. In fact, that you guys have managed to get away with it for so long, but it mm. could explain yeah. the mess we're in. Yeah, let's talk about Sunderland, shall we? We're going to, oh, in fact, first, should we talk about Notts County? Yeah. Oh, poor Notts County. Yeah. Losing 2-1 um, at Meadow Lane in the playoff eliminator to Grimsby. Managed it away with the, uh, was that the 96th? Minute equaliser mm. with the uh, gen- generously called Luke assist from the keeper in yeah. the penalty area. I mean, we like to see the keeper in the penalty we area. Do, yeah. Would we call it an assist? It's sort of he didn't seem to know. He had the opportunity to put his foot through it, and yeah. he sort of touched it a bit. I'm in, I'm in this penalty area because they've asked me to be here. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> At one point, he, he jumped for the header. He jumped for a header, which was about 16 feet over his head as well. I loved it. I loved I'm to see really it. tall. But, but if, if that's an assist, if yeah. that's an assist, I've had quite a few assists in my career. <laughs> but you know, it was like when he jumped for the header, it was like. I'm halfway up here. Can't use my hands, can Still I? There. Can't use my hands. <laughs> Imagine if he'd messed it up. Yeah. <laughs> Call it. Ah! <laughs> Next job. But Just takes the goal kick straight through the net. Yeah. Smash. But it will, it will, um, it will uh, go down as an assist, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Damn right. It's more, more the, one of the more confusing assists uh, I've ever seen. And that was in the 96 minute, as you said, Kate. And and the and the and the winner. Um, um, from Grimsby as well. This has not been mentioned, and mm. par- partly perhaps because the National League coverage isn't as extensive as even here as, it, as perhaps it should be. But the the winner in the last minute of extra time that's yes. off, that's offside. Mm. It's offside, and no one's saying it. Mm. There's You're no var. It. There's no var. Obviously, it's, it was offside. They played a different game, as we said before. It's a different game down there because That's good, honest football for me. It's not scalable. The what? solution isn't Cheating. scalable. <laughs> you Cheating. Didn't, you didn't want Cheating. it. You didn't want VR. I've lost track of your views on VR. Let's not. How? Uh, no, no. I will not have this. We will not talk about VAR in the context of something that we don't need to talk about. VAR. <laughs> a game, there's no VAR in it. I think if we're all being honest with ourselves, we've all lost track of our own opinions on VAR <laughs> by this point. Which like, I feel like I've been in a stress position with white boys for a year about as VAR. I, as I saw Mike Dean hoping to soak up the applause at Stamford Bridge on Sunday, and uh, I assumed he was going to ascend into the heavens by, mm. you know, launched by a UFO. <laughs> I thought to myself, VAR doesn't know what's coming. But apparently he's not going to take that fucking job. He's not doing anything. Uh, with the GMI, apparently. Even Mike out. Dean doesn't... Wants to follow Tramway Rovers around and do his own thing, baby. It's no, what stuff. he really wants is to be on Stringly Come Dancing. If you've not seen it, he's been dropping into every fucking little right. chance he's had that he used to ballroom really? dance. That's interesting. Right, okay. I can oh, see that's that. That's interesting. Because okay. in my mind, I was thinking at the time of recording, as we sit here now, he's sat in a coffee shop somewhere speaking to his mate about how he's always wanted to travel coast to coast across America on Route 66 in an open top car. Yeah. And I wish him all the best in I that. Sort of, yeah. I sort of get the feeling, remember when Macorsia, a big brother, left uh, the big brother house and then um, announced to her uh, world that her and her agent are working on becoming like an EU ambassador. <laughs> Right or something, What's and, and to it's her? like, well, she didn't get it. She didn't get the gig. Is this, is this the preamble to what, how Brexit happened? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. McCausey fucked it. Sliding doors. Oh yeah, yeah, they're amazing. But I've I've got a really soft spot for uh, Grimsby. I think they're a, 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 a it, it, it's a club that kind of everyone's kind of forgotten about a little bit. But do you remember in the nineties they had that uh, that Italian footballer Bonetti who was owned by a company. He was like Tell one of the first. He was one of the first footballers to be owned by a company, and like it was a really protracted, weird kind of situation where he uh, he couldn't stick around for very long. But he became a bit of a, a cult favorite because he was uh, in 1995 playing for Grimsy, Grimsy, and he was Italian for crying out loud. That didn't happen very often, but uh, uh, that the, does ring a bell actually. Do you remember? Yeah, in the mid 90s. Yeah. 
Well, I didn't know you. I didn't, I didn't expect you to say that. <laughs> well, that's all. When I think of Grimsby Town, that's what I always think about. I actually saw Grimsby played the season before last at Mansfield Town. Mansfield mm. Town beat them. But um, oh, I, guys, we've just missed an evening with um, Ivano Bonetti. What? What? Ma- Mid March it was. Ah, also nuts. paid for by a company. <laughs> In the pocket of big company. Yeah. But uh, Notts County should have uh, lost that tie just because of uh, Kyle Cameron's danger haircut. Have you seen his big? Oh, their mother. That. <gasps> They're coming back. They're back. Not that not that one, though. That I one saw a guy on the train back. yesterday morning who had exactly the same haircut Proper as that. Proper Mississippi bobcat haircut. Yeah. Like, oh, good God. We know that Lucas always knows what the trends are, so... You right. could go. You could do that. You need thick hair for a nice mullet. I had you a really mullet like do. that back in like probably the early 2000s. All right. Yeah. I can only do Richard O'Brien's skullets. That's the yeah, skullets. Do, yeah. You never want to... Da- never danger into the... Never into dabble with a skullet. Yeah. With a skullet, no. <laughs> anyway. You've got a bit of a curl to yours. Would that exactly. have an impact? And it's thick as well. Yeah, difficult. Anyway, um... Notts County's manager in Birchnell said that he uh, learnt most of what he knew about Grimsby Mm. from a drunk Grimsby fan in the back of a taxi (laughs) (laughs) on the way back to Nottingham from scouting at a Grimsby game. So I guess he just like launched himself up to this uh, this drunk fan well, and was, obviously share his taxi. I, well, I, it was a guy, a well, apparently they got kicked off the um, a train. They were coming back ah, on a train, classic. but the guy was uh, drunk and he'd hurt himself and they were waiting for the ambulance. Instead of getting an ambulance, they just said, go and get a taxi. Cool, right. isn't this country cool? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's gonna be too wet for a, for an ambulance. Taxi so. got medical, medical equipment. He's <laughs> no. got some Get smokeless fuel in the back. Probably got, some, probably got some napkins in the, in, the, in, the, in the central between the two. And so, the, and so this drunk Grimsby fan was in the front of the taxi, and the, and the manager of, uh, of of Notts County was just absolutely filling his boots with the information. So not only Fantastic. is he injured, but he's also getting exploited by a man who, as he said afterwards, I told my wife that I was going behind enemy lines and mm. said that if you don't hear from me, then I've been taken. It's like, like, uh, I, th- I think all this points, to, uh, there's a few other pieces of evidence as well, <laughs> which I'll come to, but all this points towards the fact that I think Ian Birchner was a man who takes himself very seriously indeed. Mm. If you look at his Wikipedia page, oh no, it just says, Ian Birchner, date of birth, whatever, is a football manager. And the first sentence is, he holds the UA for pro licence, full stop. <laughs> all right, all right, Ian. You've written that yourself. Chosen one. You've written that yourself. Yeah. Fair enough. But he has a fairly interesting story because he took over from Graham Potter at Ostersons, didn't he? Ah, and, um, that's him. And Graham Potter obviously went on to great things, to great, great things, great yeah. things. And, yeah. and, you know, and Ian Birchall still kind of finding his way. He's only in his thirties, so yeah. it's a great result for them last night. I thought the winning goal was offside. That dems the breaks, uh, but we move. Yeah, he says um, he was sitting to return to this drunk fan. He said that the, he seemed to be speaking. This actually supports your point, Luke. He seems to he does seem a tiny bit self important. He says he was sat in the front. I was asking him questions about all their strengths and weaknesses. How do you feel about the playoffs? He said, I'm happy to have County away because we've already beaten them once. I just said, Yeah, blah, blah, blah. They went backwards and forwards. Um, he didn't have a clue. Yeah. Uh, Why would he have a clue? Yeah. yeah. You've, not, you've not announced it. No. It's the kind of thing I would do, isn't it? What's this taxi talking cab to confessions? Yeah. Talking to <laughs> we all know how they go. Fake taxi. Oh, it's the fake taxi. Fake taxi. Yeah. Is it, I mean, so it's a real taxi. Yeah. I mean, you can't, it's still a taxi. You're yeah. not saying. I mean, it would. St- it could still operate as a taxi it, it would, it would, after it, a wipe down. Ter- uh. Use the napkins. It's, ter- it's, <laughs> it's terrible. It's a terrible nightmare to, to to look around and you're in a taxi and it says just has fake taxi stickers everywhere. I've seen cars with fake taxis. It's it's it's. Just, Have you seen it's, it? It's bad. They I haven't seen the fake taxi. They but... used to, they used to be a uh, little gig. They used to do um, a, a music website did it where they would put you in the back of a cab with your acoustic guitar and if you were a singer songwriter you'd play in the back of the cab. Oh, oh nice! It was, it was okay. One of the very Just early, one person. Yeah, it was one of the very yeah. early YouTube series. Mm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. So the fake taxi sticker would just be like where the baby on board one. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't in a taxi. That's so we oh, know okay. unless it was like an Uber version of it. I don't know. Do you think Sunderland fans will be happy? Um, yeah, I was come, wondering that. Yeah, yeah. coming on the road after to... fake taxi. It's like, it's like Pete Donaldson. It's like you are actively mocking them on purpose. <laughs> I didn't do any of this. So why would you keep moving Sunderland down the running order? Yeah, yeah it's unbelievable. They could, they could do with the soiling charge. <laughs> the things they've done to the to the Premier League and to themselves and to themselves. No, that's out of order. That's out of order. Yes. A good story. It's a positive story. Ah, uh, yes. Let's let's. Focus on that, shall we, Pete? Sunderland right. back into the second tier for the first time since 2018. Doesn't sound so impactful when you put it like that. I apologise, <laughs> Sunderland fans. Uh, they beat Wickham 2-0. Bloody hell! I thought the first goal was really fun. A massive, fun goal. The massive run from Elliot Embleton. All the way, you know, he t- picked it up in his, in his own half and then took a, a basic... Goal. 
Well, it, Great goal. Well, was it? What's the keeper doing? What's the keeper doing? But you've still got to you run with the ball pot. that far. And yeah, yeah, big, yeah. And the run was amazing. And as it turned out, take a pot shot, you might get lucky. Well, I watched it the first time and I thought, oh, that's moved. And I saw it from behind. <laughs> it, it hasn't actually. It hasn't yeah. actually moved that much. The keeper just went for it with his forearm <laughs> and ricocheted it into the roof of his own net. It was a bit bizarre. On possibly the biggest day of his life. So yeah. let's not dwell on that. But I, I'm pleased for Sunderland. I think, you know, I've said this to Pete before when he's been being naughty you know Newcastle and, and, and Sunderland fans have more in common with each other uh, and they should recognise that and when the, when the powers that be try and keep keep the little man down yeah. should be showing a bit of solidarity actually I think Yeah. well I've had a go at them I've had a go at Aked Femwa yeah. this, this was the Donaldson Derby in many yeah. ways yeah it was very much <laughs> and, and I think what's really good for Sunderland is the fact that you know Alex Neal's come in and been essentially what I believe to be and I've seen, I've seen a bit of Sunderland this season particularly in the second half of the season, what I believe to be just a better quality manager. They're more organised. They concede fewer goals. He's someone who has got experience taking teams up through the playoffs, both in England Mm. and in Scotland. Mm. Um, He's managed in the Premier League, which is a higher level than the last, what, at least the last three managers they've had. Who's that? Lee Johnson, Jack Ross, and it Sorry. is Phil Parkinson. Right. Phil well Parkinson, who, who didn't really seem like he had the qualifications for that job in the first place, in my view. So that obviously speaks to the fact that Sunderland were a little bit up against it financially and all the rest of it. And getting someone like Alex Neal come in, it was a really good write-up of him um, before ahead of this playoff final. I forget where it was now, it doesn't matter. But he seems like a really serious character. He's also still quite a young manager. Mm. I think when he got Norwich promoted to the Premier League, he was, what, 33, something yeah. like that. So he's still got it all ahead of him. Uh, he's, he's been able to kind of inject... A good bit of solidity, a bit of tactical discipline in there. They stopped conceding goals towards the second half of the season. They came into form at the right time. They were the much better team against Wickham in yeah, the final. Yeah, even Gareth Ainsworth said it. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think yeah. I think it would be silly for him to say anything else. But these are two very different clubs, right? Wickham are traditionally, historically, a non-league team. They're doing brilliantly well to be where they are. They've had a little... Um, holiday or whatever in the, in, in the second tier. I mean, I'd love oh, my, I'd love oh, my team. Well, right I was in. Say, I'd love my team. I'd love my team to have a little holiday in the second tier. And they're a much bigger club than Wickham. Wickham, uh, I feel like they're gentle fans, probably. And broadly speaking, you know, it's, it's a very nice place to to go. It's got partridge a partridge shoot nearby, so you know, perhaps they won't write in and slate nah, Luke. But if you well, want to, they will. Any they will. Wickham when I say listening. that I think Wickham is crap. Uh, <laughs> it's a terrible place. But anyway. Um, they, they, have, they. I mean, League One for Wickham is. Oh, they won't feel like this now, of course. But Wickham, League One for them is fine. Sunderland, second tier oh, for Sunderland gosh. fans. They, they would feel. Do you think Sunderland fans would be happy being second tier, or do you think they think they belong in the Premier League? I, I think. I, I, well, historically, in the Premier League, before when the Premier League was created, I mean, they were flirting with it. They would come up for a couple of years and then go back down again. So you probably on that say cusp, that, you'd probably say that they're they're kind of on that on that cusp. But I think that with that manager, they. they it's ideal for them in the championship. He's such a kind of, like you say, he's a serious guy. He knows how to set teams up defensively and he knows how to put a run together. And, and they can stuff. sustain themselves in the yeah. championship, right? I really do and think they can cement their position there, definitely. And that's exactly what they need. Alex Neal said as well that you know he didn't he didn't want to manage and and not in a kind of a disrespectful way I don't think he said I don't want to be managing in League One you know That's fair this, enough. This is, I want I want to be, be at least a champion drive the club manager, with, yeah, yeah. drive the club with you and, and 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 he's also been big enough and a strong enough character and look it's fine margins right because they hand, found it a lot more tough against Sheffield Wednesday than they did against Wickham and it could be a different story that's what football's like we could be sitting there thinking oh another mm. season in League One for Sunderland they've done they've not they've not been good enough. We're not doing that because they've been a- been able to win the player final. Yeah, and let's not forget they finished fifth, right? And that's pretty unusual to get promoted off the back of finishing fifth. That hasn't happened since um, two thousand five. Wickham would have been sixth, right? Wickham yeah, would have been the team sure. below them. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so maybe that's a shit uh, argument. But, no, no, I, I understand your point, and I also think that Alex Neil, um, you know, he's managed to overcome this hoodoo which has haunted Sunderland for. I think it's the first time they've won at Wembley in like forty nine years or something ridiculous like that. Yeah, you know, I, I've they're... seen them lose at Wembley um, in, in you know in the. Um, in the trophy against Portsmouth, I've seen that they've been very unlucky in, in at Wembley over the years. So for them to break that hoodoo as well is great. It's a great source of uh, enjoyment for them, and good luck to them. Yeah, mm. I was going backwards and forwards about this whole big club argument. You know, Sunderland as a context of, or even Newcastle deserve to be at the top of the Premier League. Blah blah blah. Attendance-wise, they probably do deserve to. But be. But they at do least. have. That's exactly what I was going to say. They do have. Su- the, we talked already, didn't we? Going into the going into this game about the. The astonishing record-breaking number of fans that have watched this these playoff semi-finals. Yeah, absolutely massive. So yeah, look, mm. it is exciting. But you know, Oldham Athletic was a founder member of the uh, Premier League. If yeah. we're going to talk about clubs, uh, and, having... and look what's happened to them, right? Exactly. I was going to say just finally before we move on, anyone who's watched Sunderland till I die, that's cannot help to be be affected by how impactful a, a football club is on their community and the fact mm. that they've been so hard done by mm. through no fault of their own in terms of a fan base, 
it's 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 awful, and, and for them to have a little bit of joy and, and and be promoted back up to the second tier is a great thing for them. And I hope it's, hope they do well. It's 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 a cautionary tale for anyone who overstretches 100%. themselves in in the Premier League. And this all started under Martin O'Neill. Like, the, the amount yeah. of money they spent under him was just astonishing, and and they uh, they really fell foul of. Well, Ellis Short's ownership, people would talk about, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they've got creative minds in the club because uh, poor James Jelly missed his flight back to London from Menorca. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the guy we talked about on Friday. He travelled yeah. to Wembley by getting a flight to Menorca, then into Stansted for 50 quid because it was cheaper than a train yeah. direct from the northeast. Again, Pete, Britain. Isn't it? It's Britain, Britain, isn't it? Britain, isn't it? Yeah, trains are more ex- ten times more expensive it's, than flying. It's great, Britain. <laughs> it's... You're fucking welcome to it. <laughs> uh, Manchester City had their open top bus parade in Manchester City Centre yesterday. Uh, Pep Guardiola was enjoying himself, wasn't he? Bit of cigar smoking, bit of singing of the Yoyo Colo chants. Jack Grealish was also. Pete enjoying himself. Oh, he'd had a few Metzers, hadn't he? He'd had a few. Can you still get Metz? I don't think so, no. But I Jack Grealish really the Jodder man. He looks a bit <laughs> like him. Jack Grealish really is the Jodder man. <laughs> looks a bit like him. Yeah. Was that. No, it was a smart face, wasn't it? I think. The Jodder <laughs> <man. laughs> man was Metz. Was he? Oh, maybe he I was then. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, right. It's quite a frightening okay. advert, from what I remember. It was. But last... it was this is an amazing throwback because you'd think, oh, there's no character. People say there's no character in the game. What's a Man City bus tour going to be like? Yeah. What are they going to be doing, you know, <laughs> checking their heart rate monitors every five minutes? <laughs> nah, they're getting pissed, smart. actually. Yeah. It's great fun. <laughs> well, I like that Jack Grealish, given the, his history in the game, yeah. uh, it's good that he's owning it, right? Make no bones about it, Kate. Jack Grealish had been up all night. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. I think because he's got a bottle, of, it, he hasn't suddenly acquired that. Beautiful kind of um, <laughs> raspy voice. Raspy voice. Yeah, He's Barry not kind White. of like kind of slagging off Miggy Almiron <laughs> yeah. for no fucking reason. Where'd that come from? Caught a stray from fucking <laughs> Jack's mouth. He said. He said. What did he say? Did he say Bernardo Silva played like at Miguel. They said Maras. Oh, Maras. Maras. Maras played Maras like did. played like, and he went uh, Almer Almeron. <laughs> He couldn't even say Almer. He also, he also brought John Stones in when John Stones didn't want to speak. Yeah. And then he slagged off Bernardo Silva saying he was he was miles, miles off, off it. it. And then we only won essentially because he came off in the centre minute. Yeah. So the good news is you've won the title again. Yeah. The bad news is you've got someone who's basically set fire to all the dressing room canaraderie we've <laughs> built up over the last four or five years. I can imagine him right now. What time is it? Like it's twenty-six minutes past ten on a, a Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. He is, help with that? He's got his arm on the a massive bifold door right now yeah. in his pants, just looking out to a swimming pool going, oh, bloody hell. <laughs> bloody hell, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, he did sound like Arthur Shelby. He's exactly like Arthur, Arthur Shelby. It's yeah. great to hear. Uh, God, I thought you were looking for, looking for a role in uh, Rolling News there, Pete. It's coming, it's coming it's, up to the half hour. It's coming up to half hour. Yeah. Yeah. This, I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> all blends into one you and you're in Brock and Britain, isn't it? Yeah, and, and when you did radio like that, you would do, um, you'd, you break the no repeat guarantee quite a lot yeah. by playing the same songs. You would mm-hmm. get the time and dates wrong and, yep. and burp all the time. What is the penalty for breaking the no repeat guarantee? Uh, I get a stern email from Paul the boss going, yeah. "Don't do that again." Would you ever put like I a really again, though. Would you ever put a really long song on and then go for a shower or something? I put on Bohemian Rhapsody, ran home, got the football kit for the football team, uh, and put it, took it to the um, uh, the, uh, the the laundrette. Well, all in like seven and a half. All minutes. in like seven and a half minutes, and then ran back. <laughs> what, stuff. What's more important? That Professional. Is more important. Did you see? Did you see? Um, did you see? Um, speaking of people having a lovely old time and it, gravelly voices. Yeah. Did you see Noel Gallagher had a uh, Liam? Oh, no, no, it's no, it's no. Oh. Yeah, I wouldn't oh. say either of their voices are gravelly. No, anyway. that's true. I, th- I was yeah. just imagining after the party. Yeah, Marcus has already done his Liam Gallagher thing. He's got it in his contract. We can't talk about Liam Gallagher if Marcus isn't on the show. Oh, fine. <laughs> so yeah, you have to stick we, to Noel for now. Should we call him up? Yeah, don't do that. Anyway, Noel apparently needed stitches after being head. It's in quotes. Yeah, <laughs> head butted by Ruben Dias' dad in the celebrations for Man City's third goal on be Sunday. Here now. Did he know it was him? Because <laughs> he's just an old bloke head butted. Well, this, the story as he tells it is where we sit, Ruben Dias' family. So I think, yes, because the way he's saying where yeah. we sit is, yeah. is his regular seat. Yeah. Ruben Dias' family are a couple of boxes up, jumping around like an... I'm jumping around like an idiot, passing my son around like the Premier League trophy. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> lifting him up. I turn around. Ruben Dias' dad runs straight into me, headbutts me. I'm on the floor, covered in blood. I don't see the last two men. <laughs> <laughs> Funny ass. So weird. Uh, you were nagging the old um, Ivy Brasserie, uh, Luke, yesterday because you're well, a bit too, bit too smart, bit too posh for the old no, Ivory, uh, ivory Ivy offshoot. So 
for whatever reason, this must be a good restaurant, you'd assume. Man yeah. City were celebrating there, as were Burnley, celebrating their relegation. What? It's not ideal, what? is it? What are Burnley weird doing there? outcome. It's just a weird outcome. I think it's important when something like that happens. I think it is important to uh, have a nice meal after yeah. everyone's shut the bed. It's not as if that <laughs> happened like they got relegated for the last week, like you said on the show uh, yesterday. It's not about what happened in the past few weeks. So they can probably go out with their heads held high. Uh, shoveling well, so foie gras into their mouths. So we're having a little chat about what went wrong in the background. It's just, champions, champions. <laughs> it's badly planned. I'll admit that. It is Jack Green is coming over thinking he's being really witty, but actually just talking really loudly to people in their <laughs> ear. You know, Riyad Mahrez fuming about being compared to Miguel Almiron. <laughs> Miguel Almiron wanders in. <laughs> What's going on, lads? <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, it's time to get to a break. The break idea is a uh, little peek behind the curtain. Ninety-one. So oh. I suspect we've got a new one. Let's see what it is. Stand by for it, and then we'll also be doing our predictions from the oh, start of no. the season. Hello. I'm not looking forward to this. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B, and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot ramble. I want to thank everyone, but the main person I want to thank, the main person that I want to thank is Bernardo Silva for coming off in the 70th minute because he was miles off it yesterday. Sean Dyche there <laughs> at the Ivy. Uninvited. Welcome back to the Football Man with me, Licking Pete, with you. Today. That was Jack Grealish. We should say that was actually Jack Grealish. Oh, yeah, yeah. sorry. I, I mean, thought... Arthur Shelby is, is not an overstatement. <laughs> you don't know Arthur Shelby. I'll tell you later. It's you beautiful. Later. I thought it was beautiful. Um, yesterday, we. we said that our emails were shit, but you have responded with great. Yeah, this is back for <laughs> You want to get stuff off your chest? Tell the Ramble they are the best For Kate, Mason and the other guys ShowwoodFootballRamble.com If you want to change the FA Cup Or share a story you just made up For Kate, Mason and the other guys ShowwoodFootballRamble.com you email show at footballramble.com. Yes, you do. 
Do we still put the shout in uh, mono? <laughs> They're not going to enjoy any of that. <laughs> uh, we got a message from Alex. Welcome to the uh, show, Alex. <laughs> welcome to the show. Uh, I thought Luke made a very interesting point about Mo Salah deserving the golden boot over Song Hyung Min. Oh, now where this is going. Perhaps it's time that we woke up <laughs> from Sheeple. the over 130-year-old tradition of sharing the golden boot, which no one ever has a problem with, and stepped into the modern world. Luke is correct that Salah scored his 23 goals in fewer games than Son, but why still? Stop there. Surely minutes per goal is the best way to identify this season's most prolific scorer. In that case, the award goes to Divock Origi with a goal every 35 minutes. But I know what you're thinking, Luke. That doesn't take into account all of the potential goals floating in the ether in the form of XG. Well, in that case, Kevin De Bruyne scored nine more than he was expected to score. But more importantly, if you take the ratio of expected goals to actual goals, there's only one player, on average, you could put your house on scoring when given a 2% chance. None other than Newcastle's Jeff Hendrick. Come on, Jeff. Long story short, Luke, I'll stay in my lane if you stay in yours. I don't know what my lane is. Stop hitting yourself, Luke. I don't know what his lane is. I don't, <laughs> I don't know, know what mine is. I didn't really. I, I mean, unless he's in charge of something, why is yeah. he in? What lane is he in? And I'm also Alex. I'm, let's talk. I'm, yeah. I'll go on record to say I'm very happy for Divock Origi and Jeff Henrik to both win awards. I think that'd be <laughs> absolutely fine with be that. Confusing, wouldn't it? Strictly speaking, the point I was making: the Golden Boot doesn't recognise the most brilliant converter of or the theoretical XG guy. Yeah. I, I don't believe. Or the dude I might be wrong on this. I don't believe. The nicest believe. goals. Although, if he did, uh, Son would still win because, in fact, he managed to do it without taking pens. It's Fine. fucking impressive. Yeah, I, I'm not. I, I would cancel pens, obviously, but. I, I'm not. Um, first of all, I don't believe. I don't know this, but I don't believe there's a 130 year old tradition of the Golden Boot anyway. I don't think that's the thing. I don't think it's been going for that long. Um, secondly, I'm not trying to say that anyone should or shouldn't get it. I'm trying to say there should be a, separ- a way of separating who the best goal scorer was. That's what I'm saying. And, and, and Alex, clearly in Alex's case, it may well have affected uh, him in, in some way and I, it may have fallen on deaf ears. But that might just be the way Pete delivered the email. Uh, which was Beautifully, I thought. Have you thought of going into audio? I thought, it was quite, I thought it was quite obnoxious, actually. I, I felt like we were about to storm the... Capital? <laughs> Storm the capital. We're in the capital. Um, but thank you for getting in touch, Alex. I just think what yeah. you've done today, Luke, is uh, disrespect Johnny Goodall of Preston, who's got 21 goals in 1888. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't deny those goals happen. I just don't yeah. think there was a tradition of giving out a golden shoe at that point. Uh, anyway, Michael's also been in touch. Thank you for your email, Alex. We, we appreciate that. Michael uh, has got this to say. He says, I'm not much of a writer, so I'm going to try and keep this short and sweet, but I genuinely believe I have a legit solution for orange card offences. Uh, the punishment for the offending player is a yellow card, in uh, according to uh, Michael's idea, plus... He or she has to run around the outside of the pitch 10 times. It's good. <laughs> this distance running based approach allows the player the choice to either smash to run as fast as they can mm. so as to leave their team with 10 men for as little time as possible. Mm. But of course, they will be expending more energy or they plod around to conserve energy, but their team is short of a player for longer. It's a glorified sin bin. And I accept that in certain away grounds, it could be problematic <laughs> to run past the opposition fans 10 times. But all I can say is don't do the crime if you don't do the time. I'm into it. Yeah, I find the idea of sin bins quite boring, and this is definitely... It's because you hate rugby and all things. Made it better. I made it better. You should do like a little... um, Everyone likes Taskmaster. It's one of the most successful TV franchises ever. And like, just, just, you got to go off the field. Not sure ever. Got to pop an egg through a letterbox with the the deal. (laughs) Wait, is that like... Would you call... No, okay, I'm going to... So when you, when you bring out the yellow card or the orange card mm. in the York scenario, they yeah. all, the referee also brings out a white envelope with a red seal on it and opens it and says, yeah, this is what you've exactly. got to do. Yeah, exactly, this is what you've got to do before you get back. A, oh, egg for a letterbox? Oh, just, I don't know, I don't watch it, it's shit. Uh, but <laughs> it's <not a laughs> whatever it is, is it? it's not a challenge. I don't know, I don't know. It's not a shit, it's a good show. I, I don't it's think it's show. one of the most... I just think uh, we've fallen for a very cheap show. Britain, I pay it? my taxes. Britain, Britain yeah, Britain, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think it's funded by the taxpayers. It's <laughs> oh, it might be actually because it was. Yeah, maybe it was. No, yeah. Dave, Dave. yeah, but I think Dave might be uh, a little <laughs> at the BBC. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was laughing too much. I couldn't whistle. We don't. Yeah. We don't just do conspiracies on Monday. As no. It turns out. No, exactly. Nice. Get your dilemmas. Oh, it's Wednesday tomorrow. Speaking yeah. of days, get your dilemmas or questions in for Pep Talks shirtfootballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble. Keep them coming in. 1927, Dixie Dean, 60 goals. Yeah, Piss crazy. off, Dixie. Crazy. <laughs> Stop dicking about, mate. You love Everton fans coming after you now, mate. Fucking hell. That's ridiculous. The, the year before was 37, that. the year after was 43. Mm. <laughs> Everton fans are still hungover. They're not. Yeah. Well, they're they probably still hungover from that Dixie Dean season. <laughs> I will be. What a 60. return. 60. 
Yeah. Uh, now, Manchester United uh, fans, you didn't get any love on Monday. You haven't had any love for a while. Does no. this count as love? Eric Ten Hag has given his first interview. Mm. He says... Oh, God, he says a lot of stuff. He says he's going to end the era of Manchester City and Liverpool dominance. That's what he says, Manchester United fans. So that's what he's going to do. I admire them both. Liverpool and Man City play fantastic football. But eras always come to an end. <laughs> he didn't want to put a time frame on it, though. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Man United pundits are keen on time frames. I mean, Gary Neville, I think... Would it would it have been? I can't remember else it was, but certainly Gary Neville was involved on Sky Sports not that long ago. Where they're having a big row about whether it would take three years or five years for May not to get back up to speed. It's right. like I don't think this is the main issue. Here. <laughs> you know, they don't know what the speed is. No, no. I, I think I understand why Eric Ten Hag said this because he's managed to skip over a, a potential pitfall that David Moyes all fell into. Do you remember when he said? We should be aspiring to be like Man City. Oh man, did he actually say that? He said it in a post-match yeah. after. Um, I think they just lost. They lost yeah. in a derby. Yeah, that that really that really haunts managers. That type of thing. Do you remember when Pete? Remember Rud Hullet said that the time where derby was just another game or whatever, and he dropped mm. on a share for it. People got fuming about that. People also got fuming, I think, at Roy Hodgson, at Liverpool manager, because he said something about a Merseyside derby. He was pleased with a nil-nil, something like that. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, you can but, get away with being quite a level-headed when you're successful. But yeah, when, when you're, you're, when you're time, poor, yeah. you can't say things like that. No, exactly. exactly. You, you basically might as well say, if you're, having, if you're a Newcastle manager and you're struggling and you're going into a Sunderland game, you might as well just rip your shirt off and paint your face and go, we're going to do this. And everyone will be like, hey, he's all right, actually, we like him. <laughs> yeah. so that's what you've got to do. But I understand why Ten Hag has to say this, right? He's coming, into the, he's coming into one of the biggest clubs in the world. He has to be positive, especially given what's come... Uh, along recently and the reason that he's got the job in the first place is partly because they've been an absolute shit show now I'm not saying he wouldn't have got the job anyway but the fact that they need a new manager is because they've not been good enough right but what I found quite interesting one of the one of our media outlets here I forget which one might have been Mail Online might have been Sky Sports uh, spoke to a body language expert Too uh, good. about Eric Ten Hag's first press conference and came to the conclusion that he lacked precision Oh. In his thoughts and actions. What? Yeah. Do you, can you give us more detail? No, on this? I can't. I'm afraid because it's all made up. Like I don't know. Horoscope. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's what they said. That's what they said. They're, obviously, they're in. They're in the news. They're on the news desk scratching around for for, for content, right? Mm. Body language expert. Body language expert. That is Apparently, he lacks precision. But um, he's got a big challenge ahead of him, hasn't he? It's an amazing job for for him. Um, that that bunch of players. My goodness me. My goodness. <laughs> Bigger me. rebuild than what a job. Watford. <laughs> Like a rebuild than I don't know Crystal Palace last season. Yeah, look the whole thing. You know, all of these big managers, all of these successful teams over the past, especially recently, have had to combine players from multiple different eras. If you think mm. about what Jurgen Klopp did when he came in at Liverpool, he had at least five different managers recruits um, as part of his squad. But yeah, he does seem to have some quite individual challenges. Do you think, based on your watching, Luke, of uh, the extraordinary performance that Gary Cottrell put in oh my goodness um, me. for Sky Sports News yeah. uh, over the weekend? Do I don't you like him. Think... <laughs> <laughs> Loud and proud. Yeah. Do you think that he is going to be bullied in the same way as poor old Ralph Rangnick apparently was? They yeah. were calling him Specs behind his back. Well, Mocking sat, him for talking to him hurting. as a child. <laughs> I'm sat between two specs. Specky four yeah. eyes. Yeah. yeah. So you're a recent specs convert as well. It's a specky yeah. eight eyes in here. Specky twelve. Join the clan. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. If I was going to criticise Ralph Rangnick, I would. That's the thing about that I don't like is the is the unimaginativeness of it. I, I don't. <laughs> that's not the first thing I've criticised him for. <laughs> and Alex Ferguson has. Look at his little specs. jumpers. Start <laughs> on his jumpers. jumpers. At least start on his jumpers. Eric Hag looks like Triple H for my money. So. When, when, Maybe start with that next season. When Gary Cotter approached him yesterday in a car park, let's make that absolutely clear, uh, and we obviously re- referenced it on the show yesterday, Eric Ten Hag, it was like he didn't even know he was there. Mm. It was amazing to watch. <laughs> it was like, it was Terminator basically stuff. like, oh, there was a wasp here, but it's flown off now. But, and, 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 like. and that's what made me laugh because the, because it was Cottrell. I, I, don't, I don't know. Gary Cottrell. Gary Cottrell, yeah. I, I, he, the way that he, and I think he got mugged off by him like the week before as well. He yeah, cle- they had he, they had previous already. Yeah, okay. So so those kind of sky, I'm going to use the word journalists, uh, have a certain air about them. Think, well, we're the we're the biggest boys in the in the, in the game. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you need to respect us. And yeah. when they get short shrift, it, it it makes me giggle. I spoke to someone I know at Sky Sports uh, yesterday, texted them, and they replied saying, "Yeah, but you have to understand that that's Gary's. That's part of Gary's shtick." And I was like, what? Being an unbearable penis all the time. <laughs> like, what, what, that can I, can I be, I mean, I'm not going to come out to bat specifically for all of his decisions that he makes. But 
I did feel a bit sorry. For, I mean, you know, he's been sent there to get a quote. Yeah. And that is what he's supposed to do. He didn't, his social skills maybe didn't come to the fore when he my was trying to deal my with the, guy sent up the north. security. My mate but got... he at least tried to do his job. Yeah. My mate got sent up north to uh, cover the Jimmy Savile uh, funeral. Now he's in a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? He shouldn't now he's in a documentary I've saying how it. nice the funeral was. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. Unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Gary will be delighted to be yeah. mentioned the same sentence as that. But, <laughs> but um, look, I, 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 Frank, Kate, it's fair enough to give you your view on it. I totally get it. I'm not trying to say that is the view of the Rambler as a whole. No. I wouldn't, for example, say... No, I think say, everybody hammered him. I mean, actually, that's probably what my, part of my sympathy is. Everybody hammered him, of course, but mm. it's easy as a manager. It's good luck to by, have... for, for Den, Ten Hag, I think. It's exactly. Yeah, Ten Hag looks like serious, a good egg. Yeah. And then this poor little stooge bloke who, mm. who you know... But, but, I, but I'm, what I'm saying is that my opinion on Gary Cottrell is that he embarrassed himself and I don't like him I, I but that's fair enough for me to say but it wouldn't be fair for me to say for example i don't know andy brassel doesn't like him because that's because that's not fair because andy's not here to give his own yeah. opinion it's a personal opinion not a ramble opinion is what i'm saying <laughs> perhaps he should have just done what Enzo kamani did which is give the finger to a group of fans twice yeah. not i'd once. love it if ten Hag did that get to on Gary him his <laughs> face just went like that so, I mean, it, was just, it was an interesting move wasn't it i couldn't tell whether it was man united fans or Someone else or other fans, but he just he just beautifully oh, gave it, the oh, finger. Yeah, yeah. that's really rude buzzing. in America, isn't it? The see, mm. the middle finger. It's quite rude here as well. Yeah, but it's not that rude. It's more like a. You know, I, see, I see that as worse than that. Shocking! <gasps> <gasps> <Yeah. laughs> wow. No, this is like what, what's he done? What's he done there? <laughs> Put your penis. Welcome. Well, such an overreaction. <laughs> Well, Edi- put two fingers up. Edison Cavani got a finger up the bum that time, didn't he? Remember? What? Uh, uh, Copper America. Oh, was that, that him? Chilean footballer got uh, he got he got banned. I'm so there loath to so tell you. Should, back. Well, we've got to move on because we've got to. No. I know we've tried. I know Luke, you've tried. You've endeavoured to prevent us from getting to the predictions element of the of the show. Off. Yeah, because apparently in the production meeting, you guys were alluding to the idea that mine are actually worse than Pete's, Luke, which is yes. bad. Luke, I've got yours here, and they are the most astonishingly poor predictions possibly in Ramble history we'll get to it oh, um, so look, here it is uh, Pete's got mine I've got yours and you've got Pete's yes Luke. correct yes, yes. Right. okay so that's the way we're going to do it what we'll do we'll just rattle through guys because I know there's there's some element of admin to this but we, yeah. think, but we think it's worth a bit of deserved mockery probably yeah. um, so look I'll just start I just can't see how mine can be worse than Pete's I'm looking at Pete's now <laughs> look at him some right, of these teams aren't even in the Premier League <laughs> <laughs> All right, so just I'll just say what happens, and then we'll go around. So we go around Luke next, Pete yeah. next, me after that. Okay. Right. So Premier League winner was Manchester City. So Pete had uh, Chelsea. That's not too bad. Not I too can bad. see why they were European champions. European I champions. Get that, yeah. There you go. Um, and they had a good manager. Um, Kate's was Man City. Oh come well on! Done. What was well mine, done, mate? Yours was Chelsea as well. It's all right. Okay. It's not too bad. Relegated teams: Norwich, Watford, Burnley. Yeah, so Pete went for Southampton, which I applaud him for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Carrying uh, more favor. power to you. Uh, Norwich, so you got one there. Mm. Nice. And uh, weirdly, you went for Brentford. Yeah. yeah. I thought they were going to be straight out. Yeah. Kit inexplicably went for Brentford, Palace, Watford, and Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> For four you went clubs. for a change in how the game's yeah. actually fucking played. How would that happen? Like, kind of just throw out for financial impropriety? <laughs> how would it kind of. Why'd you go, go for four wall? teams? I just uh, thought. Mix it up. Yeah. What, what did I go for? Um, you, you. Actually, I think it might have been the same as Pete. You said uh, Crystal Palace, Norwich, Watford. Crystal Palace, Norwich, Watford. Is that what you yeah. went for? No, Pete went for Southampton, Brentford, Norwich. Oh mm. my God, my brain Crystal is Palace, there. So I've got two out of three. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Fucking hell, you did. Yeah. Oh no. Well done, Lucky. Um, all right then. Next up, Dark Horse. We clearly this is a subjective thing. Perhaps mm. we would say. Were there? Was there really a Dark Horse? Perhaps you could say Brentford. Yeah, I'd say Brentford or Brighton, probably. Newcastle, yeah. I mean, they're dull. if I mean, it's a dark, really expensive horse. <laughs> people, like I mean, a stallion. Oh, they're very big. Arabia, big on its horses. Exactly. Yeah, well, well, at lovely. the start of the season, I mean, if you are, by the dictionary definition, the start of the season, a, a, a team you didn't think were going to be where they were at the end of the season, I think Newcastle probably fit that. Yeah, you went for Watford. <laughs> I did go for Watford. I did go for Watford, yeah. yeah. What did Kate go Not for? Not great. Kate went for uh, Aston Villa, which I think is... Yeah, it's getting, getting, getting up there, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. getting up there. Um, you, Luke, using all of the information at your disposal, fair enough. Rafa Benitez, many people backed him. Yeah. I've got, a quick, I've got a bit of a blind spot of Everton. I've, I've, I kind of mm. overrate them quite regularly. I remember I remember back in the fish in the top four under Ancelotti as well. And they, and they started off pretty well. But mm. anyway, that's life. On which subject? First manager to leave will be sacked. I actually... Th- 
uh, it's not Benitez, in fact, which is no. how I remember it. Cisco uh, at Watford. No, I forgot the he, manager of Huesca. I, I forgot he ever existed. <laughs> Given how much material we got out of the thong song, I can't believe yeah. that. Yeah. So Pete went for Daniel Farker. Which, you know, it's not a terrible shout. Not I mean, obviously, you didn't either. There or thereabouts, even, right, yeah. 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 Uh, Kate went for Benitez. All right, so back my chat. Mm. Um, you said Patrick Vieira. Yeah, that's a that's turned out badly, isn't it? That's he had such a... I, I, I can see that because he had such a big rebuild, as, as mentioned before. It was a big challenge. It was a big old challenge and he's uh, come through it with flying colours and he got a kick up. Uh, fan at the end of the day as well. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> yes, he, he kicks him. You see what I've got for notable mad shit, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he knows his Crystal Palace, Palace heritage. Uh, Premier League top scorer, everybody, as discussed earlier, Mo Salah and Song Kyung Min shared it outrageously. Yeah. Pete went, yeah, I'm fuming about that. Pete went for Romelu Lukaku. Oh. Which is top, a kind of a logical at Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, he was, was. going to be very good, yeah. but he's turned up and he's not very good. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I don't think you can say he's not very good. He's very good. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, Stop he's saying, better than these other the strikers. Have Stop got. saying very good, not very good. I think this is. I think this is a shit call. I hope this wasn't the call I made. Very nice, very evil. What, what did Kate go for? Uh, Kate went for Harry Kane. Yeah, right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Eh. you want to know he's going to take half a season off. To be fair, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't believe penalties count anyway. Yeah. Uh, you also went for Romelu Lukaku. Oh, okay. That's the thing, going first, you can't say shit because you can't slag off Pete because you, you can't, remember, can't remember what I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't remember yeah. what you did. Um, all right then, two more bits, most red cards. The answer is uh, only two, I suppose. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, Raul Jimenez and uh, Esri Concert both got two. Everton got six red cards. I'm amazed that Arsenal didn't get the most. I feel we like didn't, they got Well, we didn't do teams anyway. We just did players. I know. I'm just giving a bit of background for the yeah. listeners, just um, so that Ed continue to be educated by the glory of the football ramble. Mm. Pete, Pete went for Cesar Azpilicueta. Mm. I can see why. Yeah, I can see why I wouldn't. Quite disappointed book. by you this year. You've gone quite logical, quite stuff. logical stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> for coming. now, I don't know. I just think you know, who wants to write that name in the book? <laughs> True. <laughs> um, most red cards. Harry Maguire. You went for. He's yeah. not had a great season, so I can see why that would uh, be the case. The problem here. with Harry Maguire is he's been so far off it. He's not even there. He's close enough to reach. Him, so. But you can imagine, anyone. you know, some of those missed challenges. Yeah, oh, yeah, he could definitely. Have just like end upended someone. Mm. Uh, and you went for Callum Chambers. All right. Uh, player of the season. The answer is Kevin De Bruyne. Pete Donaldson, take a bow. Come on. You went for Kevin De Bruyne. I'm for Kevin De Bruyne. Well done, mate. Good effort. Kate also went for Kevin De Bruyne. Oh, and I've let us down. Ah, who did you go for? Mason Mount. Dean. I actually don't think that's a <laughs> Mason Mount. Mount. That's I think fair. many Chelsea fans would make, yeah. a, make an argument. I think it's a good call. It's not, it's wrong. <laughs> True. It's a good wrong call. In the words of Bob Dylan on his birthday, if something's not right, it's wrong. <laughs> Simple as that. Which leaves us with notable mad shit. Yeah, so Pete, um, this is obviously going to be a highlight for all of our listeners every year. Mm. Uh, those who've listened for a while will remember the famous Pete Donaldson shout, a penis will be seen. Um, and a penis was and seen. And a penis was seen yeah, at the Euros. Yeah. Um, um, Pete's notable mad shit, I don't know how we're going to judge this, was a four-second scream is heard, four <laughs> whole beautiful seconds. Pete, can you scream. confirm that happened or not? No, I'd look sure around see if see if there's any screams. Yeah, that's, that's, about that's, four. An old, that's an old one though. That's not this season. Oh, so that's, I, was, I was looking for something like that. I haven't found it. If anyone's found a screen that's about that length this season, let us know. Very helpful to get a visualisation of what that represents though anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's hard nice. to tell. Do you think that was actually four seconds? About that. Three so and a bit, I was doing one elephant, two elephant and yeah. I didn't actually get to four. Pete, and that's that, ads. Was that, was that Kate's mad shit? Three elephants. <laughs> so uh, Kate's mad shit was, let me just skip over here. Uh, all teams comply fully with FFP. Only joking. Uh, Brentford <laughs> Stadium evacuated after infestation of bees. Uh, I could I could see that happening because yeah. that would be a story. That would be it. And finally, Brentford Stadium is has to be because there's loads of bees around. I like that you a bee man in. I like you put a bit of satire at the front. Yeah. So, listen, oi. Nice, yeah. yeah. Listen, oi. Bit of FFP banter. Yeah. And then... Bees. Stuart Lee. Yeah. <laughs> Give them, <laughs> She's like Stuart Give Lee. them what they want. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have been to the Brentford training ground. It's partly what inspired that. It's like a whole load of ported cabins just in the middle of a swarm. What kind of situation would there need to be for me and Pete to go to Brentford's training ground? I yeah. don't know, doing a bit of work in football? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> they made it very clear that it was. What, what was my magic? You came up with, not far off, a team will score 10 goals in one game. It's not that mad though, is it? No, it's not, given Southampton are in the league. Mm. You know, they've been very close a couple of times, famously. So, yeah. um, fair enough. I think Pete's probably the closest there. 
Oh yeah, scream. Yeah. The beast thing didn't happen. Well, like, the high, he didn't dare to dream like UK. <laughs> but apparently, the hybrid screamer is back. You know the one that used to be in the nineties. Yeah. They're back on. Whenever uh, they're, 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 an attacking player is about to score, they scream to try and put them off. Nice. It's back. It's a weird existence. It's a it? weird existence. They got that from tennis, I reckon. Which you'll like, won't you, Luke? You'll like that a lot. Uh, We also got some of your embarrassing predictions from the start of the season. Lee Royal said, pretty sure I said that Newcastle would get into Europe. (sighs) I mean, not so embarrassing. Mm. Fired Steve Bruce a few weeks before. Looking forward to seeing them in the Champions League next season. Um, Season after. Swedish House (laughs) Furniture. What? I don't know what that means. Oh, that must be that. I've probably just their name on Twitter, is it? Yeah, I, yeah. I yeah. can't see the actual tweet. I've just you can't just interrupt as a non sequitur. Just go Swedish house furniture. <laughs> Very <laughs> confusing for people like me and Pete. Do you think it's like Swedish house furniture? Is a is a classic ramble contributor. He is actually. Yeah, yeah, he's been around for a long, long time. What was his prediction? Oh, I don't think that's his real name. Um, Liverpool would fire Klopp, or he'd leave after not doing well enough. L- Norwich would probably reach mid-table. Yeah, that's mad. <laughs> that, I mean, that is that's totally mad. mad. Shit. I'm pleased we put that after mine. Yeah. yeah, that does make yours look better, actually. Um, I'll take it. I will absolutely take it. Well, look, there we go. We've put our money where our mouth is. No, we haven't. We've just put our we've put our embarrassment where our mouth is, as and, usual. And the rest of the week, the rest of the guys will be doing their predictions. Yeah, right? I should so hope so too. Look out for that. Do you know if any of theirs are worse? We don't know what anyone is. No. no. Um, so there we go. Oh yeah, look forward to that then. Also coming up this week, uh, it was Mental Health Awareness Week last week. So to mark it for Upfront out today, Flo and Chloe are joined by some special guests. Uh, Chloe's teammate Lee Nicol and Shiv Wilson join them to discuss mental health among footballers, the impact of social media and some of the challenges unique to women's football. It's a fantastic, really important listen this one. So do get over to Football Ramble Presents for that. It's in fact already out, already out. Came out this morning. Yeah, I, I was actually fortunate enough to listen to a portion of this while it was being recorded and it is fascinating. So definitely do check it out. As long as you've already listened to Book Club. Oh yeah, Book Club as well. Definitely listen to Book Club. That, actually, the Owen Eastwood episode of Book Club is one of, if not the best one. Hey. So people should listen to that too. I'll chase that it's man. So much content. It's all free as well. I'll chase mm. that one for nine months. Do you know? Do you know well, you do, very, very wo- the, much worth it. The, the period of a pregnancy, I now realise. Yeah. <laughs> so very, go and listen to Kate's baby <laughs> over on Football Round Presents. Please it comes do. in the form of a man talking about his book. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would say that... Man talking about his England team. I mean, you know. No. So much free content being put out, Pete. That's yeah. true. And we, have to, and we have to, all we do, all I did last night, you know what I did last night? What did you do? Just sat through muting people complaining about the show. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the and fact take, you get. And we take the um, the paltry finance we get in return for these yeah. free uh, things and we, uh, Andy Brassel is opening a brassellery. <laughs> which Jack Grealish is going to be Jack Grealish is going to be in. No, we give all the money to Andy to go on his at the match trip. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. Are those I expensable? Re- I'm bang up for doing one then. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon we would be able to sell out a Brasselry. I also yeah. reckon, by the way, speaking of Pete talking about um, Green at the match, Brussels was desperate to get you to go to Hartlepool with him and you never went. He went with he went to a northeast fixture with uh, Emil. I think Heart we Radio are. DJ and podcaster. Pro- I think proper. We, he's proper. He's good though. Proper. He is good. Yeah. He's got a lovely voice. I think yeah. we need to take this off air, boys. <laughs> yeah. All right. See you later. You still okay? Yeah. Great. You, you're right. There's yeah. still going to be a Luke and Pete. Yeah, there will be. Just right. some more Luke and Pete shows later. Yeah. The listeners are very glad to hear it, aren't you, listeners? Lovely to have had you today. Thanks for listening to today's Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network. Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.